Welcome to the Why Music Podcast, where we talk to independent artists about their journeys, the inspirations behind their music, and ultimately why they make music. This next artist is an indie pop artist with a passion for lyricism like no other. In just her third year of her career, she's creating a new experience with every new release. A truly independent creative who does it all, starting with car recording sessions, she's telling the stories we all long to hear. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I was just saying, I was just listening to an episode from last week, so it's exciting to be on the show now. Happy to have you. Um, I always like to start things off with where your journey with music all kind of kicked off. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Probably when I was like Technically, probably when I was like four or five and um, my parents put me in piano lessons. So that's kind of where I learned some of, I guess, like the fundamentals of music and learning about notes, how to read music and then how to play. Um, and that was like my first real introduction to music. And I did that for many years. Um, I even taught for a little bit when once I got older. So I did that probably up until I was like in my teen years. And then I didn't really continue playing piano like after like pieces, but I would always kind of play chords along, like if I would want to sing a song for fun. And so I was always also interested in singing for fun, but I never thought I was like a good singer or anything. So I would just like do it for fun. Um, and I would do it a lot and I loved it. And then, you know, I just stopped singing for a while because I went away to school and didn't want to sing loud in the dorms so I just kind of stopped singing for a bit um and then the pandemic happened so that's kind of when I started to get back into it but it it started from a pretty young age for me what was it about the pandemic that kind of sent you back into music in more of a way that you probably originally wanted to yeah um it was probably a combination of one being stuck at home, not much to do. Um, wanted to keep myself entertained. Two, I was going through a lot like the year prior, like basically 2019. Like I had a lot of things going on. Like I had gotten, oh gosh, sorry. I had gotten out of, um, I got out of a long-term relationship. And then I also like had this new thing with someone and it was like messy. So I had like a lot of like heartbreak situations going on a lot of emotions to get out um and I was always interested in like like I could always rhyme pretty easily when I was younger so like sometimes I would like rewrite lyrics to songs I knew but I would I never knew how to like write a melody or like create a song from scratch but then I was like you know I have a friend who's a songwriter I was like I'm just gonna try it and it'll probably be bad at first so then I just did it and just kept doing it until I stopped hating them but it was definitely like really, really healing for me because I had so many emotions going on at that time, being stuck at home, not being able to like go out and do things and like get over it. Um, so it was like a good escape for me while I was stuck in my room. I mean, nothing's better for writing music than heartbreak. Exactly. You it's, were kind of my put in the perfect situation. You were handed a not so lovely silver platter to just kind of be like, let's do this thing exactly like do you feel the same like is that usually your inspiration or I write better sad music than happy music that's for sure maybe not like heartbreak because I haven't knock on wood been in that spot for a minute but like there are other not so fun emotions 
you know, that's, I don't know. So for some reason, it's just sad music is always easier to write than happy music. You know, it just it kind of hits different. It really does. I feel like because it's so emotional and harder to deal with that it just, you just have so much to say. So it's like, I feel like every artist is like, sad music is the easiest to write. Like writing a happy song is hard. <laughs> Because you're I, happy and you're just yeah. living. But when you're sad, you're like, I, exactly. I have to tell you about it. <laughs> well, yeah. And the other thing is, is it's like, it's so much easier to have conversations about the good moments. And, you know, everybody always defaults to the like, yeah, like I'm doing good. Like, how are you doing? But it's never like the super transparent because that's just not like a social norm. Um, it's mm. I feel like it's gotten to be more of, but like, it's not a social norm to just be like, hey, like my life sucks right now, but like we're chilling. Um, no one says that and then doesn't get like a weird look or two. So like that just that's translates so into lyrics. And that's why that becomes easier because it's like, hey, I already talked about all this good shit. Let's deal with the other stuff now. You know, that is so true because like you don't talk about it as much. So it's it's kept in. And if anything, it's also more difficult probably than, than feeling happy. So it's more difficult to process and then you're keeping it in and not talking about it to that many people. So it's like, it's so much more inspirational to put it out there and like create art, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, those emotions I feel like also tend to have a heavier weight than like the good ones, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, or at least like it feels that way because you like experience it more deeply than you would like the happiness just because like that's what it's supposed to be and this is what's not so fun but yeah. um so I think that that also kind of makes it easier because there's more to kind of pull from yeah I feel like I've also always been a little bit strange in the way that I would enjoy being sad <laughs> like I'm the type who will like always listen to really sad songs or watch really sad movies and like that was like my favorite thing like I remember I would purposely listen to sad nostalgic songs that would remind me of the sad memories and just enjoy oh, no. <laughs> the pain <laughs> which is, yeah I know there's other people like that but um yeah I don't know I always enjoyed it but I'm trying to be better about that now because they realize it's like not very healthy <laughs> it, I think you know everything in moderation is okay if you're doing that on a weekly basis we might be a little concerned yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I am not oh, doing it on a weekly basis anymore. That's good. But there was anymore. a point where it was. <laughs> anymore. Okay. Well, progress is progress. So we'll yeah. we'll take it with that. <laughs> um at what point in, you know, probably around starting this songwriting venture after experiencing these different things, was it like, okay, like I'm writing stuff that is actually like worth writing? I want to do something with it. I want to put it out there. Like what, what kind of made that a transition into, Hey, like I wrote this, let's do something with it and put it out there. Yeah. Um, the first time I like kind of like put something out there and I actually like never really talk about it because I'm kind of like not embarrassed, but I'm like, let's just forget that that happened. But the first time I really did was it was like during the pandemic. Um, probably like late in 2020 and I released a couple songs on SoundCloud and they're they are still there but I never talked about them because they're like not like proud of them now but <laughs> I put them out um that was so it would have been just like on Instagram like with people I personally knew like I didn't like really post things it was just for people I knew I guess um and I was just 
I'd been writing for a bit and I was just kind of excited about them because I thought that, you know, they were, I liked them enough. Like I didn't hate them anymore from what I was writing. And I was like, you know, I like this enough. Let me just put it out for fun. And like, I don't know, see what like my friends think. Didn't think too much about it because it was Mm -hmm. just like a small group. I was like private on Instagram at the time too. So it was like nothing crazy. And then like people were super nice about it. And, you know, it was nice to like see the feedback from people. But then I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep making music like for fun. I don't know if I'll release more, but just do it for fun. And then I started posting on TikTok a little bit. But it was when I got into the production more, when I got to the point with my first song, which is called That's a Lie. It was the first point where I was like, I am really happy with the production. Like, because that was the piece that was always really hard for me getting started. Like the singing I'd been doing, the lyrics came easier for me because I could rhyme and like, I I liked poems, stuff like that. The melody took a little bit, but like the production was like such a learning curve that was really stopping me from releasing music or feeling like it was good enough to be released like on an actual platform. And then I was personally just really happy with That's a Lie and how it came out. And I worked really hard on the production, watched all these YouTube videos to learn about like logic. (laughs) And then I was like, you know, I am happy with this one. Like, I want to actually put it out and see, like, what people think. And then I was, like, sharing some stuff on TikTok. And then that's kind of where I got some of my followers from the beginning from that song and talking about, like, producing my own music and, like, kind of just learning it on my own, connected with some other artists who were trying to learn how to produce as well. So that was kind of, like, the main thing that got me to put it out there was that I was happy with the production of it, which might be a little specific, but that was kind of the reason that I put that one out. So yeah, producing your own stuff is not always the easiest thing. Um, So I feel you on that one. Um, What was it that made you think like the artist thing was like for you? Like this was like, like when it, like what was the shift from, soundcloud to tiktok and spotify and you know the big leagues um yeah so what kind of made that transition one that i mean obviously we're still here you're still doing it so what kind of made that sort of jump into something that you've continued to invest time into that's such a good question because i actually hadn't really thought about that before like or I hadn't been able to come up with the answer. Like, mm. I was like, what really, like, other than the production piece, like, what was, like, really the thing that made me think, like, I'm going to keep doing this? Um, because the whole time at the beginning, like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be doing it in a few months. Like, I remember even when choosing distributors, I specifically chose one that you kind of, like, submit and pay per song rather than paying annually forever because I was like I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this in a year and then I I won't want my song to be taken down so like mm. I just wasn't sure if I was going to be doing it for long but I think the thing that like took me to the step of releasing on like actual platforms um, was probably because the song that I released like I felt like I wanted more people to hear it and hear the message maybe like the first two songs I released on SoundCloud, they were like not really that honest to what was going on with me. Like they were kind of just like fun songs that I had made up. But the one that I actually released, That's Lie, was like very personal and felt a bit more vulnerable and something that I wanted people to hear um, on like a mass level. 
So I think that's why I decided to officially release it. And then I think the feedback from that one and the community that was built with like other artists trying to learn really motivated me to continue to keep going and like make this into a little thing. Just a little thing. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a little thing that I just love and spend so much time on. Just, just, just a little thing I've kind of been doing for the last like two or three years, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just this is my whole personality, but yes, just a little thing. <laughs> um, Kind of going off of what you're talking about with the reason for releasing the first song, what was... What is it that you find most often inspires a lot of your songwriting? Definitely heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, I I can I have written some songs about some other topics. They're basically all sad, spoiler alert, but heartbreak is like the big one for me. And I on it's one thing that I don't like about myself, but for my whole life I've been very like love crazy and I've always been jealous of like my sisters like they're both pretty like chill with that stuff like they're like you know <laughs> if I have someone cool if not like that's fine like I'll just live my life and like have other interests but like for me growing up like I was I always had like five crushes like I was obsessed with all of them like it was just something that I've, I've been dealing with for a long time <laughs> <laughs> so heartbreak or being interested in someone romantically like really does impact me a lot especially my emotions um and I kind of find it a fun somewhat lighter way to experience those emotions like there could be way sadder things of experiencing sadness than like somebody breaking your heart so and like I said I sometimes enjoy being sad so it's kind of like um I kind of I don't enjoy the heartbreak but it definitely inspires me a lot to make art like write songs or just feel like some sort of purpose or like want to do something because of what happened and like I even have one of my songs on my EP that's called write a good song and the whole premise of it is that like I purposely put myself in situations that I know are going to end badly but like I'll get a good song out of it and that's why like that's why I'm doing it. (laughs) But it's, it's like the justification. No, yeah. But like we know like that's not the only reason. Like I'm just not not the smartest when it comes to those things. But um I like to say, like, you know, I'll just write a song. It's not a big deal. But it's been a huge inspiration. Like the my EP and my album, like the whole theme is all about like a heartbreak that I went through. Different ones, but yeah. So the repercussions of being relationship crazy as we'll put it is uh you know you're experiencing those repercussions now at this point <laughs> yeah all their heartbreak. exactly yeah it's all coming out through music and but it's working you know if it's if it's giving if it's giving you something to kind of create then do it for the song who yeah. cares do it you for know, the song sometimes you have to like I think also like growing up my favorite music that I would listen to was basically like Taylor Swift or artists like that who talked about like relationships so it became such a meaningful thing for me and I think like when I would listen to music on the radio that I loved I loved it and I enjoyed it but it wouldn't like make me feel things and for me like when I make music usually I want 
to make the person feel something rather than just like have a fun great song to listen to and there's nothing wrong with that those songs are amazing in their own different way but like personally for me when it comes to music I like to like it like I want you to feel the emotion or like to feel something from it yeah I mean I think like I don't think you can have it both ways in the sense of like oh it like really makes you feel something and it's just like as you put it, a fun song to listen to. I think both serve their purpose, but you can't find like a like deep kind of meaning in all of them. Like if you listen to some of the stuff that's like a real bop, Mm -hmm. it's just like, is it just me or does this not make sense? Yeah. Like it's one of those. Same word repeated. I'm just like, you listen to some of the lyrics and I'm like, am I like not understanding? Like, is it just like, is it above my like intellectual pay grade or are we spitting gibberish here yeah like sometimes but, I think but it sounds dope you know it's, i think it because sounds, it sounds good they yes. can get away with anything agreed so but yeah. i don't know maybe there is a different you know maybe that's just part of some subculture that i'm just not a part of that's just you know like those lyrics mean something to different people in a different way um maybe yeah who knows but um <laughs> My my question is, have you mm-hmm. ever tried to write a happy song or does it I all have. just come out sad? OK, how has that gone? Um, So actually, one of the first songs I released on SoundCloud is a happy song. Um, It's called My Mom Likes You. <laughs> it's also about love, but yeah. <laughs> in a positive way. Um, But again, like it didn't mean that much to me. And that's why I didn't release that one officially. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was just kind of me having fun. But I would say like since then, like now that I've really got into songwriting, um, I've only fully written one happy song and it was going to be on my album, mm-hmm. Dear You, before it was even called Dear You. Um, it's a love song. It's happy. It was about the person, but then things didn't go the way I expected. So the album concept completely changed. <laughs> the name completely changed. Half of the songs were removed. Oh no! Wrote some new songs, and then I was like, you know, this one just doesn't fit anymore. Like, I don't feel that way, and I just don't want to release it anymore. Um, but I really did like the song, and like, I was so I remember I was so proud of myself. I was like, like, look at me! I wrote a happy song. Like, that doesn't happen <laughs> often. <laughs> and I finished it and like started producing it and everything. Oh no. Um, yeah, but it just didn't feel right anymore after what happened. So I was hoping the album would go like in a nice direction, but it didn't. So <laughs> yikes! Yeah, <laughs> that that does happen, you know. And regardless of what the reasons may be, whether it's something happened or just the song doesn't hit anymore, plenty of times, fully not every fully written song that you that you will write, and this goes for everybody will be something that you find worthy of being put out. Because if you're exactly. releasing everything, then you're releasing the good stuff and the not so good stuff. Because not everything you write is going to be that good. I've yeah. been going through that myself and just like, I'm looking at some of the stuff that I've written and I'm like, why did I deem this to be something that Spotify deserved to have? You know, yes. like this what were we thinking i'm glad we're not thinking it anymore but like what were we thinking in the first place (laughs) i totally agree i totally agree but you have to write the not good stuff to get to the really good stuff and then it's all worth it exactly not everything can be perfect but even the experience of writing those things that maybe don't sound so great they're still probably working that muscle still good for you yeah 
Um, but yeah, like actually, I remember when I released my first single from the album that's called That Night. When I released That Night, I already had intentions of putting out an album. And the end of That Night has a lyric that's like, um, now I'm asking, what are we? And I can't believe what you said next. That's like, in that's the last line in the outro. And I remember I literally put it in there like that because I was like, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe it'll be good and positive. And then like the rest of the album will be like a love album. But if not, like, we'll leave it open-ended. Like, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. I had high hopes, obviously, because I released the song while things were happening. And and then, yeah, so it didn't go well. And then I just, I scrapped the love song. That's tough, because that's a good line. (laughs) (laughs) That leaves things so nicely to really be like, what's going to happen? But yeah. now it's now it's not there anymore. It, it was not good. No. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's tough. Might have to save that for something else, maybe. Maybe yeah. maybe next time it'll it, something will be good. So then the what what you said next can can be a good thing. You it know, can be it has thing. to be a good thing at some point, right? Exactly. Yeah, something good has to come eventually. Oh yeah. <laughs> hasn't hasn't come quite yet. Um, if you had to create a new genre around your style of music, what would you call it? Mm. Mm. Maybe like emotional roller coaster pop. Because <laughs> I, I mean, feel like I don't think it's necessarily unique. Like, I don't think it's unique to me. I think a lot of artists do that. But I think it's something for me, like in all of my music, that I want it to sound like that. And where, like, there's just so many emotions. Like, there's no song that's just sad. There's got to be, like, Mm. other emotions. Like, where it gets angry at a certain point. Or, like, maybe the song sounds happy, but the lyrics are, like, so devastating. Like, I just like it to be all over the place. Those are tough. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how my brain works. Like, my brain is all over the place. So I'm like, I want the songs to sound like that because I, like, I just want people to feel how I was feeling. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are always, those are the toughest ones because it's like you listen to it and you're like, oh, like, this kind of bops and then you like listen to it a second time and you're like focusing more on the lyrics and then you're like wait why do I want to cry yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) I love those because then you hear an acoustic version you're like oh it was sad it was sad (laughs) it was not happy you can't you can't make an acoustic version and not be some sort of pulling on the heartstrings you know exactly that's that's when all the truth comes out that's when everything all only listen all bets are off it's yep. just raw. Yeah. It's time, it's time to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, is there a song that you've put out that you think best embodies who you are as an artist? Like one song and one song only. What are you sending or what are you showing someone to make them your next fan? Yeah, that is, as you know, as an artist, such a hard question to like choose one of your children. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I like how you didn't say like what's your favorite song, but you said like what's the one that oh no, it's, you know you think those are really two different represents. Questions. 
yeah, represents you and in, in your music. Um, I think I would probably choose my song Dear You, which is like the title track of my album. definitely not the most popular one like if I wanted if I wanted to send a song to like an A&R person I would probably send them like my if you wanted to be wood song because that one was like the poppy one that was the most popular of mine Mm -hmm. but dear you is the one that I think truly encompasses my style of music the best and like both lyrically and through the music and it has a lot of roller coaster emotions like I said Mm -hmm. so yeah I would choose that one I fun fact um yes on an album that I had that no longer exists I had a song called dear you not not really? not a relationship kind of song the way that okay. yours was but I had one called dear you and I was like I haven't heard that title and you just like said that and I was like totally forgot that that was a thing that I did once you know oh my gosh well maybe it'll come <laughs> so, maybe it'll make maybe. its way back yeah it's it, it's yeah. it was in my pre-college days when I didn't know how to do any sort of recording in any sort of quality way so she might get revived and rewritten a little bit but for right now she's just a bunch of mp3s on my computer so um <laughs> maybe she will return but she could um, be like a vault track like Taylor oh Swift, yes yes right? maybe yeah, do some like yeah. acoustic stuff later on and just pull a couple of those out um yes. you never know who's to say what will happen <laughs> but um have you found that the song that of yours that is quote unquote maybe the most popular or the most like one that everybody's like oh like this is or like maybe the one that's sitting at the top of your spotify profile is mm-hmm. that different than what you would deem to be your best one yes <laughs> yes so what's um, the what are the what are the options here what are the so if he wanted to he would um when i had shared it on tiktok it mm-hmm. like blew up for me thing. blew up you know like it could be way bigger with but for me it was like it was <laughs> but it did a up. thing it did a yeah thing. and I was like whoa and then I gained like a lot of my listeners and like more followers like from that particular song mm-hmm. um and I like that song a lot it's fun mm-hmm. it's like upbeat the lyrics are still sad not surprising but it's <laughs> <On> like <brand. laughs> it's like a fun like poppy like almost 2000 or 2010 vibes like just like fun pop mm-hmm. but um I think for me like that it was almost like a little too upbeat for what I would say is like my best work like I I prefer when there's like more range of like you know it starts off soft and then it 
throws Mm -hmm. versus kind of just being like fun the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I never had that intention for if you wanted to be with like I wanted it to be a fun song because I was like, you know, this is like a catchy title. Like I I just want this one to be like a little bit more lighthearted. Mm -hmm. Um, But like songs like Dear You or even like my song Come Over. um, It's more focused on the lyrics, I think. And like, yeah, like the, the lyrics were a lot more thought out and intentional if he wanted to he would was really just like it came really easily but I didn't focus as much on the lyrics it was just gonna be fun um but lyrics are very important to me and probably the most important part of Mm -hmm. my songs to me like it has to mean a lot and like provoke emotion and Mm -hmm. I think that's why I wouldn't say if you wanted to is if you wanted to would is my best song but it is the most popular one so what would you say is your best one? Um, And again, probably, not your favorite, but the best one. <laughs> yes. Unless those are the same. I think, I still think I would say either Dear You or okay. Come Over. Because Come Over, I really, is my favorite lyrically for sure. Dear mm-hmm. You, if I, if I had to choose them like overall with the production and the lyrics, I'd choose Dear You. Um, but Come Over lyrically is definitely my favorite one that I've ever put out. It's always interesting to me how what people deem as like their favorite and what we actually appreciate most about ourselves, like about our own stuff, it never lines up. I ask that question most times and everybody's always like, it's not my favorite. Or like sometimes even people are like that number one over there. I don't like her anymore. You know, yeah. like, like people just don't. And, you know, like it makes sense with like how you're like if he wanted to, he would gained that traction and that's what you know kind of created some momentum it makes sense that that's up there Mm -hmm. but I also find sometimes that it's the ones that kind of stick out from like artists profiles is the one that's like the one rather than like the one that's like very much in their mainstay it's interesting how that kind of happens at times because it's like why (laughs) like if this is what I'm doing and then there's this thing why is this thing though like it what are we doing you know I guess like, that's probably why so many artists like change because they were probably persuaded to do a certain type of music that wasn't really what they loved or were passionate about mm. but would do well or would sell well right and then as they get bigger they're like well now I can do what I actually want and then people are like I miss your old stuff like why did you get weird <laughs> it's like well why did you get weird, weird? <laughs> that's probably what they always <laughs> wanted to do but they were like being sold as an artist oh, and a brand right and okay. like sometimes I think people have to do like even like Ariana Grande like she had to do like bubblegum pop when she started and then she ended up saying later like she didn't like that and like she wishes it was never her first single because it wasn't really what she was passionate about but she just did it because of like that's what the image they wanted her to have stupid record labels man I know. <laughs> and their creative control it's good to be independent yeah. until you're running the whole ship yourself and mm-hmm. then it's like okay well yeah here we are trying to do a whole team's (laughs) worth of stuff as one individual exactly I don't know I yeah it's interesting but also I think part of it is like how people like artists change over time like take one of the biggest names of today's music Taylor Swift for example like 
every one of her albums is kind of like a different era. And if you kind of like watch it, I mean, that's the era's tour and everything, whatever. But like as it kind of continues, like there is, it's like each album and then the one that follows is like a Venn diagram where it's like they have their individual parts, but then they have something that's shared together. And then this Mm -hmm. one has something that's shared with the next. But it's like one and three aren't that similar. Like, and then like one and seven, like those convince me those are the same artists like please um like they're just people I think also just people change over time like you know that's life like I'm not the same person Mm -hmm. I was two years ago I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago yeah um I think that has something to do with it but I do also think that you're right in saying that sometimes people are told to do something that is then marketable and what you know the current market or the current trend seem to suggest would be a good idea yeah. And then they just have to do that. Yeah, which so. can be hard when it's like art. Oh, yeah. Like, that you're so passionate about. Creating something good is hard enough, but you're going to maybe create something good that's not even like on brand. Come exactly. on now. Yes. Come on now. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, If you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is like a combination of, who would you choose? Hmm. Um... Probably, I mean, I'm sure everyone says this, but I have to say Taylor Swift as one. Not the first time I've gotten that answer. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> She's like this underground artist. I didn't know anyone knew about her. I, you know, I'd barely heard of her the first time she was mentioned. <laughs> um, then let me think. Um, honestly, maybe like Maisie Peters. Okay. And um, maybe Gracie Abrams or like Ooh. slash Tate McRae. Okay. Like they're all they're all kind of like divergence from Taylor as like the inspiration. But I feel like because I feel like um, Gracie is like the folklore more end of Taylor and then Maisie is like the 1989 <laughs> more end and I feel like those are the two I like go in between <laughs> I also don't listen I'm not like that diverse with my music like I'll listen to the same people I like over and over and they're same definitely sad songs. inspiration yes exactly <laughs> and I uh, oh I didn't even say Olivia Rodrigo but I do feel like that that's in there kind of similar vibes as well mm-hmm yeah. What a what about like those different artists? Like what is it about them that you think is a piece of your puzzle? Um, if yeah. you will. Yeah, good question. Definitely the focus on lyricism and like storytelling through the lyrics. Um also like I think when I said like Maisie and Gracie, it's like the two different ends of like it being a little bit more poppy and like produced versus it being a bit more raw and like vocals and lyrics like I feel like I kind of go in between those two ends and then I think just like with the the range that Taylor has I I do like to have each of my songs on an album for example like be different like not a completely different genre but like very different vibes and styles so that like nothing sounds the same Mm -hmm. on a project and that's always kind of my goal which I feel like Olivia Rodrigo does as well but I think that's kind of where I feel that, that it's it's similar like it it's 
circles between like the three of them I think in terms of like the style and the vibes of the song and then I think a lot of the heartbreak topics too are probably similar um yeah Taylor Swift is known for her heartbreak songs she is the stories that come along with it and calling people out just my favorite (laughs) (laughs) you did write a song called dear you I did. Um, <laughs> called them out. I'm pretty sure you know who's who he is. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> I doubt he's happy about it. <laughs> no, it was actually awkward. Yeah, he he did know, and yeah, he like told me, and I was like, okay. I was, he was like, "Did you have to put me on blast?" And I was like, "You knew I wrote songs before, so <laughs> like, I think I saw you this did interview. This. Yeah, like you, this is a you problem because <laughs> Taylor was in an interview." back in like the red days I think and they were like oh don't you think like boys will be scared to date you because like you write songs about them and she's like well if they didn't do bad things then like I wouldn't write bad things about them so like just don't do bad things I was like exactly like you're gonna get called out that's yeah if you don't want the repercussions of your actions don't do the actions in the first place exactly these are just consequences accountability (laughs) (laughs) um what is an outside passion of yours that you think impacts who you are as an artist um probably writing so before I even started writing songs I've always been big on writing like stories so when I, ever since I was young, like it's something I've been doing longer, like way longer than I've been mm-hmm. songwriting, like writing short stories. And I think that that it's something I love and I think had a big impact on my songwriting when I got to music, because I always try to like tell a story through the lyrics, um, using like imagery, um, trying to like set the scenes, so, like people kind of feel like they're there. That was always kind of what my goal was when I was writing stories too. So I think that it's definitely had a big impact on my music, but it's also just something I really enjoy to do to get creative and I don't know, just piece out things that aren't real, but it can be fun to dive into stories or fantasies, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can kind of like, like it's one of those things where like I've talked to some people on here where it's less of like writing their own experience in a very indirect way where sometimes it's like, you're writing about either somebody else's experience or putting in that in that kind of like other character sort of perspective to kind of really execute it in a way that feels a little detached. Um, yes. Sometimes that's easier. Um, what's the harm in, you know, writing a story that, you know, maybe there's some truth to it in the sense of like you're maybe somewhat relating to it, but you're painting it in a different way. That way, you know, it's you can paint the picture however you want to pick paint it you know you, it doesn't have to work out any way in particular it can mm-hmm. it can be whatever you want it to be so if something happened and it didn't go as planned plot twist I'm writing the story it's going a different way it's going the way exactly. that I wanted it to in the first place like you're basically gaslighting yourself but it's okay because you're doing it to yourself like you'll li- you can literally write a story about something that happened and like you said make it have the outcome that you wanted it to have and experience it while you're writing it even though it didn't happen that way and yeah <laughs> like it's 
I feel like it sounded a lot better when I said it, and then you took it and turned it into gaslighting yourself, which just doesn't love it, sound though. doesn't sound good. I gaslight myself all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the bucket of does not sound healthy. <laughs> Another one. This is why I write so many songs. You know, this is There's why. Just... Spoiler alert: They're all sad. They're all sad. Um, but I really like what you said about like putting it in a different narrative of taking mm-hmm. it away from yourself and like yeah. getting to either see it a bit clearer that way or like being able to paint the picture better when you take mm-hmm. yourself away. And like that was something I intentionally did with one of my songs, the one I was talking about earlier called Come Over. Mm-hmm. There, It's one of the two songs on the album that are from third person. Every other song is from first person, like I like Dear You. Okay. Um, but I specifically wrote come over from a third person because I it was almost like one of those things where the song is so um I don't like this word, but almost like pathetic, like the things that I'm saying. Like not in like a bad way, like that's pathetic, but like pathetic, like that is just so like upsetting. And oh. you know, like not okay. like that. Yeah. But just like so sad and pathetic and thinking about it happening to you like you wouldn't even like say those things out loud you would just pretend those things aren't happening or you wouldn't think it's that bad like Mm. you'd be like it's normal it's fine and then when you take yourself away from it and you pretend it's a different person you're like oh no that's like pretty bad and sad (laughs) so that's why that one's like in that perspective because I had to take myself out of it to see what it really looked like the rose colored glasses came off for that one Yes, they did. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's just like you can always see in somebody else's situation, like that's problematic, but it's like your situation and it's like red flags. Who who sees red flags? No, I I love blocking them. Like, you know, they're there and you're just like, nope, I'm okay. That's why you just don't tell don't tell your friends about them. And then they don't exist. So, you know, that's your first (laughs) that's your first indicator right there. If it's something that you're like, I'm not going to tell anybody that this happened because they're going to tell me that this is wrong. That's your indicator that that shouldn't be happening in the first place. Yes. Big red flag for sure. Tough scene. (laughs) What is an what is the ideal listening scenario for someone to consume your music in? Oh, like the environment or like yes, how the environment oh, okay. situation, however you please. I love that question. Um, <laughs> it's going to sound a little concerning again, but probably <laughs> sitting in a dark room at night with some good quality headphones on, <laughs> sitting there in the dark and just closing your eyes and listening to the lyrics. Focus and like obviously the music on too, the lyrics. but focus on the lyrics. Yeah. Or you know what? Listen to it once and just listen Enjoy. to it and then listen to it a second time and be like, okay, what does she say? I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> set, set the tone with the vibe. Yeah. Repaint the picture with all the words and then experience everything that you're going to experience. Yes. And always listen in order of the project. Yes. I am yeah. a big, I am an album stan, true, tried yes. and true. Like, you you can't put an album on shuffle the first time you listen to it. No. Oh, you can no. do it another like, time where oh. it's like, oh, like, I don't want to listen to like this song, but I'm not going to admit that I don't want to listen to this one song. But mm-hmm. the first time through, you have to. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Ash on one of her albums did like on a couple songs where it was like the intro to the next song 
was like the last like few seconds of the song prior so it's like mm-hmm. it had to go together and it's like if yes. you just listen to that song on its own and you're like oh like there's more no mm-hmm. listen to the album in listen order to the album you can so listen much- to the songs by themselves later but listen yeah, to the after. album so much like thought goes into that for artists oh my to God. decide have, like what order it's I have entire car in. listening sessions of like okay like this one sounds like it's like a two or like a six so we're <laughs> gonna put it like there and then it's like sometimes it just works out like you're like what is the vibe like where does this belong just like in general yes. and then it just kind of pieces together as it is it's not oh this one needs to go after this one always right I don't know it's, it's all big... about the vibes. It's the numbers. The numbers make a difference. You know, like I will it release is. a song on a Tuesday if that date has a nice vibe to it, you know? I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like um, for me, I really like chronological. Like I I love it when an album tells the story in order. And I feel like I'll probably always do that. So I would sometimes produce my songs a certain way to fit the chronological order, but have the vibes of an album, you know? So it's not mm. like too much of sad and slow and then too much of upbeat. Like I wanted to have a mix. So I'll write them or produce them in that way wow. of the chronological order. Because I want the story to be like in order of how it happened. Damn, that's to another level. That's <laughs> that's like, that's cool though, because it's like, then you know, you're already like in a position where you know what's coming top to bottom. And it just like how it fills itself in is what really is like where the magic happens. You know exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what do you think sets you apart from other independent artists? Um, maybe that I do like everything by myself. So like, I write it, I record it in my car. <laughs> yeah, can we talk I... about that for a second? Yeah. <laughs> You record it in your car. Is there like I good do. acoustics in there? Like what's the car is in a garage. So yeah. it's in the car in the garage. And it was just the quietest place I could find when I started. And mm-hmm. then I just got so used to it. And now it's like my little studio, but it still is like a nice, quiet, enclosed space. Um, and I have a sure sure mic like yours. So it doesn't have like a lot of background noise or anything so it works pretty well i think you still continue to do it out of your car yes wow still that's kind of cool i mean that's a thing in itself I guess that i don't unique. know that anybody else does you're you're the car producer the car producer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's a unique piece um but yeah then i record it and then i produce it and mix it and i also master it myself and Damn. any of the um artwork like obviously I don't take my pictures like I have an amazing photographer friend who does the pictures but like the concepts and like the way like things look and stuff like it that I always ideas. come up with that too so I'm kind of I think and I'm sure there's other artists like that but I think it's more rare that like no one really touches it except for my photographer friend who does the pictures and edits them and everything like that like she does an amazing job but other than that I'm like nobody else it has touched this no one is me. allowed <laughs> no one this is because I'm like, this is my this is confidential so space yeah. yeah it's so personal but then you're putting it out you know like know. it's like oh like it's it's just me it's just for me for right now and then boom tiktok yeah. in the world <laughs> i know that's true it's kind of funny it doesn't make any sense but <laughs> do you like do you like the fact that you do it all 
yourself in the sense of like like I genuinely like enjoy it or is it more of just like this is where it kind of started this is how we've been doing it so far it's working so like if it's not broke don't fix it um or would you prefer to outsource it like is that is it a is it a choice or is it more of just like this is just what's happened and we're riding it out I think it's a bit of a mix of both like I do like having control over everything and like making things sound exactly the way I want to sound. And like, I don't have to take anyone's opinion. Like, it's just, I wrote this, this was about me. It's like, I'll put it out. However I think is best. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a bit about the, the control side, but also it's like really exhausting to like have to write, produce and master your an album. And like, you have to listen to your own voice on that song so like, many times so many times <laughs> by the time it comes out you're like i don't ever want to hear this uh, again no. enjoy but don't play it in front of me <laughs> so some of that like it gets tiring i think i would put out so much more music if i had a producer like who produced it and mastered it for me like i'd be putting out songs like that because the writing part like i do that like every day like that would that would be a lot faster but I just I don't I don't trust that easily so <laughs> it would be hard for me to work with someone else. <laughs> I feel like that tracks based on how earlier conversation has gone. <laughs> a lack of trust definitely tracks. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I'm just like advertising like that I need some help or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> Um, you kind of touched on this and this is something that I thought about myself recently. Do you, I feel like there's, and I haven't, I don't, I haven't case studied this yet. So I don't know how many people actually feel this way, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bit of release aversion in the sense of like, I love my stuff. I will listen to my stuff. And then the day it's out, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to like play through it anymore. I don't want to like listen to it. Then it's like, you know, like I will make the content because I have to make the content, but like that is the that is the level that I will consume it. But up until then, like I'm pulling up the voice memos, put it on in the car when I'm like driving mm-hmm. places. Then literally, like I don't even need to hear it on release day. The day that it is out, I'm like, do not put this in my ears for a hot minute. Like, yeah, I've had that. Like I've released three songs so far this year and each one mm-hmm. has been. I just I can't. Do you think it's because you have to listen to it so much though, like while you're working on it and then it's out and you're like, um, I'm done. Considering I'm not doing my own mixing and stuff anymore, I'm not listening to it as much as I like used to. Um, I've also gotten to the point where my voice isn't something that I hate anymore. Um, yes, so that's always a plus, job. but um, that could be part of it. I just, it's just, I, I don't know because like I, I would listen to the like rough untuned original like thing Uh and like the second it's out I'm just like she's she's not for me anymore (laughs) on to the next I don't know if it's just like the like anticipation of it going out and then it's like okay like nothing happened but I don't know it's like it's done yeah I do feel like that too I think for me part of it though is that I'm like once it's out if I listen Mm -hmm. to it I'm listening to it knowing this is what other people are hearing if that makes sense you know because like before it's out it's just like no one else is gonna hear it so you're just listening to it and you're like yeah i worked so hard on this song i love this song then it's like oh and the whole time you're like oh yeah this is what people are hearing like yeah what do they think like yeah i I feel like there's more 
anxiety around it now that it's like out yeah. for the world. What impact do you ultimately want to have with your artistry and with your music? Um, I I really want people to like, okay, so I said earlier how like my music is quite emotional and I want to evoke emotions in the people who are listening to it. Like that's kind of my goal like I want people to learn that music can be something that like really makes them feel things um different emotions and I want people to feel like not embarrassed or wrong to express those feelings or to have those really strong feelings like I said I've been love crazy forever but even if it's not love I've always been very very emotional um even though I don't talk about it Mm -hmm. like I've been very emotional so I think it being in music more, like hopefully people being able to feel comfortable to talk about those things or just feel that way and like not feel ashamed of it at all. Like it's totally normal and it's good for you to actually feel your emotions and not like repress them and ignore them, mm-hmm. which is what I've done a lot. Um, because like you said, like you don't talk about those things. I wouldn't journal about them. I would just pretend things are fine and then it just bottles up and then you just like can't handle it. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope people can feel like emotional release because it's good. It is good to cry every once in a while. <laughs> it's not it's it's unhealthy not to, I feel like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like my favorite thing. Like it sounds I don't mean it in a malicious way at all, but it's one of my favorite things that I'm performing at a show. Like just recently this happened and like I'm singing a song that I'm very emotional about. I'm almost going to cry to and I want the emotion to come out like I'm not singing it to sing good I'm singing it to sing emotionally and to show how I was feeling when I wrote it mm-hmm. and I just when people come up to me after and they're like you made me cry <laughs> I'm like thank you I'm like sorry <laughs> but thank you because <laughs> that's like I just want people to feel it you know yeah no I mean in that kind of also then becomes an, a testament to the quality of what you're doing in the way of how you're articulating it, how you're delivering it in the production and sonically like it, if what you're able to do is actually able to elicit some sort of emotion from somebody, whether it's like the same exact emotion you were feeling or not, like you're doing something right. Right. You know, it's exactly. And I mean, music has that kind of power, which is just crazy. It it's is. just crazy. It's such a weird thing, but it's like so dope at the same time. I literally think it is the closest thing to like magic. Facts. Like That's it's literally, facts. it literally is magical. Like it's, it's like just try wrapping so your head around it. it. Just try. You can't. And like the fact that like it can like heal people like when they do things like it's music therapy. Like it's literally magical. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Well, and the fact that, like, they say it's going to be, like, hundreds of years before they, like, run out of any, like, original ideas and, like, you know, like, there's never going to not be, like, new music. Like, what can, like, how can, like, what else can you say that about? Like, yeah, there will, like, constantly be, like, new inventions and things, but that's freaking technology, okay? Freaking let AI do their shit, okay? (laughs) Let them have their time. But, like, it's just, like, human people, hundreds and hundreds of years still creating new stuff in this thing that mm-hmm. we're calling music what what it's do you mean my mind like how like, you're are not just gonna many... run out like you know what i yeah. mean 
Like, how is that even possible? There's only so many notes, but barely. There's only is so possible. many notes. There's only so many words in the dictionary. So there's so many yeah. instruments, but there's constantly new sounds, you know, like exactly synths haven't always been a thing. I don't yeah. think not always. No, I don't least. think so. Yeah. I mean, that had to be some sort of technology at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know how old they are, but they're not as old as like, you know, like orchestral stuff and whatnot. It's just, it's crazy. It really is. So amazing to be able to be a part of it or to like create it in however way. You may mm-hmm. do it. It's it's awesome. I think that brings us to the final question, which is ultimately the concept yeah. behind the entire podcast, which is why music? Ooh, deep question to end things off. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> why music? I should have prepared because I, I listened to your podcast, but I didn't. <laughs> um. You know, I just think, like, with what we were just saying, music is, like, one, to me, the closest thing to magic, two, like, the best way to convey anything, like, any message, any meaning, I just feel like you can explain it through music. Um, And for me, like, I said this earlier, I've always or traditionally not been very good at talking about my feelings and like I would just repress them in and I just wouldn't really deal with them and that's probably why I always want to be sad (laughs) (laughs) but music like allows or creating music really allowed me to finally stop and just start dealing with how I was feeling and writing it down or thinking about it or addressing it and then truly healing from it and being able to move on. Like, I feel like I have not grown as much as I have in the That didn't make sense. <laughs> I have not grown until the past few years of doing music, like not nearly as much, because there's just so much healing that comes from making music. And it does bring up like some past situations that maybe are difficult to deal with and very emotional while you're going through the writing process. Mm -hmm. or the recording process or whatever it is like there's so many times where I'm recording and I literally just start like crying because it's like so emotional Mm -hmm. but that I'm dealing with it and I'm addressing it and I'm healing from it and moving on and I feel like when I release a song it's like that chapter is over you can move on um so it's been very healing for me but I also really hope that it is like healing for other people as well Like, it just means so much to me to be able to connect with other people all around the world Mm -hmm. because of me making songs in my car. Like, I just think that is the coolest thing ever. And, like, you know, there's so many different ways you could go viral. Like, for example, like, there's people who go viral because they are literally, like, just so beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, but for me, like, the music means so much to me, like, I wouldn't ever want to go viral like because of the way that I look like that's just like me personally like I would want to go viral for music if anything because I just I just feel like I have so much to say and I want people to like heal from it as well and I want people to know like they're not alone like other people go through similar things especially when it's a really sad relatable lyric and people are like 
I that happened to me or I feel the same way and you just see like how many people are commenting that are like that line was so relatable that they probably thought oh like it's just me like what's wrong with me like no we're all going through it um and I hope that it brings like some sort of community amongst people in the same way that like Taylor Swift does with people who listen to her music I think it's pretty awesome yeah I mean it does kind of touch back onto what we were just talking about it and it's it can affect and impact people in a way that is just unheard of otherwise it's like and it's crazy to think being someone who can create music what kind of impact that can have um Mm -hmm. because it's like it's almost like like it's like I don't want to say you have power but it's like because like that just sounds like that could use your power for good not for evil you know um but yeah it it's crazy the kind of impact that it can have and like the people that are doing it for the right reasons and that are in it really for the people on the other end, like how you're talking about it and everything, like that's what makes this shit so crazy good. You know, that's what makes this such a cool thing and makes music just such a cool experience in general is like, it's just the means for what you're ultimately trying to do. It's just the medium in which you're creating and trying to deliver whatever it is that you have to say music is just the way that it works exactly it's crazy it's just it totally keeps me going like I just I love it so much I love creating it I love listening to it like music is just it's healing it's 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 magical it's amazing like I don't I don't even think I can put it into words see I told you I'm not I, I'm not very good at the speaking part or expressing but like talking wise and like not the best (laughs) but there's got to be a song written about why music is so amazing then that can convey the amazingness of music yeah that's that just that would be like a music inception though that'd be crazy yeah it's like it's like boggling my mind a little (laughs) yeah like writing a song about how music is so good but then the music itself would have to be so good in order for that statement then to be true and so like but how do you know if you know it's yeah it couldn't we'll be just be day. like music is good it, it would have to like the lyrics would have to do it in a, well and the in song itself would have to be good way. otherwise the whole like thesis essentially be would be flawed exactly that's <laughs> okay yeah somebody somebody out there will have to write that one i'm not taking on yeah. that task yeah that's a not big in my responsibility <laughs> no thank you not in my Someone hands <laughs> so All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Why Music podcast. Check back again next week for another conversation with another independent artist. Thanks for listening.